0: And welcome to Hutong Hero. I'm your host Ryan Price. Joining me today is um, uh, what's your what's your name? You've been on the show before.
1: I've been on it before. Can you remember my name? It begins with a Ryan. K. Okay, that's not helping me. Come on, Ryan. Come on, think about it. Remind, uh, rhymes with Terry, like Terry. Oh yeah, orange. Carrie
0: Hammond. We got uh, Carrie the hamster Hammond uh, with us today. And uh, it's going to be a very special episode, A, because uh, she's on the show, and B, because uh, the topic we're going to be discussing today it has to do with history, which you went to school for, right? I did. So the deal is that according to news.com. Australia, a university exam is currently gone viral online. It's 124 years old And it's for potential history majors or people that were looking to be history majors in 1895. So this was a test you'd take to get into your major of history at Cambridge's Trinity College. It consists of 12 questions, all right, and these 12 questions revolve around English history from 1485 to 1815 all right and at that time applicants were advised to not answer more than eight questions all right or at least not to attempt more than eight questions you could of course try to do all 12 but I think uh, these questions might prove to be a little difficult we'll know here very shortly when Carrie tries to to answer them so we're going to take the old school entrance to examination for history majors from 1895. And we're going to put the current major to the test to see if she's got what it takes to go to college in 1895. All right. So a lot of people might be like, oh my gosh, 12 questions to get into college. Why didn't I go to school in 1895? Well, because you weren't born, but also, you know, because I think you're going to find that these questions might be a little difficult so Carrie going into this what are your thoughts what are you thinking here you know you got uh, a test for English history 1485 to 1815 why don't you go ahead and just you know tell us how you feel do you feel confident in this in this period of history
1: I do feel confident about the period of history yeah that's what I studied
0: okay so at you university. studied. Wait, 1485
1: to 1815?
0: I've definitely covered most
1: of that period. Maybe not the 1700s in too much detail.
0: She's setting herself up here. I've
1: been set up really good for this. Unfortunately, biggest caveat here is I haven't studied for the test.
0: Oh, come on. You don't need to study, right? You majored in this stuff.
1: I know, but I feel like I should have my flashcards and my notes and like at least five books. At are at five least books. Books. Well,
0: five kilos each. Some, <laughs> something to keep in mind here is a lot of people are saying that now entrance exams to get into college are just too easy because this one here is only 12 questions and they're advising that people don't try to answer more than eight, right? This is what they actually said in 1895 to these people that were going into the exam. Now keep in mind. A lot of you, if you're like me, probably got through college because of Wikipedia and the internets, right? I remember, you know, some teacher would be like, write a paper on this part of history or this person in history. I was like... Man, this is gonna be so easy. Just go to Google's, type in the person's name, and then you just kind of you find books on Amazon.com that you never read. You take the information off mm-hmm. that, and you put it in your you know auto bibliography maker. Pops out your uh, your bibliography. You copy paste that to your your bibliography page in your in your in your paper, and your and your professor never knew the difference. You know, because if if you were like me, you just knew. That your professor did not have time for that. But kids, keep in mind, I'm not condoning this behavior. When Ryan looks back and thinks about this, he's quite ashamed. But would he have done it a different way? Probably not. Anyways.
1: Actually, I had an even better way of doing it.
0: Oh, do, right? do share.
1: So I would actually take a book or an article. I would read the relevant chapter and then take the quotes out of it that were already like quotes from another has, paper. So time for that? And then you take the, um, you use that as your reference for your bibliography. So then you can like nail down like 20, 30 different books just from reading one chapter. All right,
0: so she was an overachiever when it came to how our generation <laughs> tried to just uh, do the bare minimum. She did... A little bit more than the bare minimum. I did
1: the bare minimum, but, like,
0: on a different level. She definitely worked a little harder than me, but we both kind of had our little ways of getting things done in an appropriate amount of time. But these people didn't have that, is what I'm saying. They actually had to go to the libraries. They actually had to read the books. They actually had to find the information. Kids, you got it so good. We're going to have Carrie take this exam uh, in front of you. She's putting her confidence in history on the line folks it's going to be it's going to be monumental um so before we get into that we're going to play a song yeah
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, i need good vibes i'm so sick of these goodbyes I'm so sick of these goodbyes I'm just tryna have a good life, yeah I need good vibes I'm so sick of these goodbyes I'm so sick of these goodbyes I'm just tryna have a good life, yeah So don't get me wrong, no, no. I, know. I know I loved you, girl, in the show Yeah, but that was till you ended it yeah. Now you call my phone, I broke my heart like you regret it Yeah, I don't understand it. shit I ain't a toy, I ain't a toy I'm a man, yeah, I ain't a boy yeah. You play around, yeah, you stay drama I don't make drama I ain't hating mama, hate mama, it's okay yeah. Yeah, I need good vibes, I'm so sick of these goodbyes. I'm so sick of these goodbyes, I'm just trying to have a good life, yeah. I need good vibes, I'm so sick of these goodbyes, I'm so sick of these goodbyes. I'm just trying to have a good life, yeah. It used to be like why you gotta leave, why you gotta go? Why you not with me? Can you let me know? Yeah, when did we fall out? Was see worth it all? Yeah, but that was still your it yeah. Now you call my phone, I broke my heart like you regretting it. Yeah, I don't understand it. I ain't a toy, I ain't a toy. I'm a man, yeah, I ain't a boy. Yeah. You play around, yeah, you stay drama. I don't make drama. I ain't hate mama, hate mama, it's okay. Yeah, I need good vibes. I'm so sick of these goodbyes. I'm so sick of these goodbyes. I'm just trying to have a good life, yeah. I need good vibes. I'm so sick, God, he's good vibes. I'm so sick, God, he's good vibes. I'm just trying to have a good life. Yeah. I need good vibes. I'm so sick, God, he's good vibes. I'm so sick, God, he's good vibes.
0: That was Good Vibes by Ferris. It was great. But anyways, Carrie, I don't care, all right? They can Uh,
1: rename it Great Vibes. It was that great.
0: I'm
1: glad you liked it.
0: Yeah, it was a good one. All right, anyway. (laughs) Anyways, folks, uh, so Carrie has been sitting here and just talking mad smack, as us Americans say, which is just, uh, it's... uh, It's garbage talk. It's it's talk, if you're a good sportsman, you just don't say it. But Carrie, obviously, maybe not uh, a good sportswoman, has been sitting here and talking smack about my university. Hey, UNM Lobos were pretty cool, all right? But uh, she's been saying, yeah, that her universities are older than America. Which is true. Right. Well, let's see if you could get into your universities back in their
1: heyday heyday
0: maybe maybe it was their heyday i mean like,
1: i think they've always had a heyday oh, maybe
0: not because now you know the top universities seem to be american anyways yeah but um, uh, anyway.
1: actually <laughs> oxford and cambridge ucl are still up there in the top we have to
0: check this right now folks hold on one second
1: my university's number 144th in the world
0: that's like be who okay. If you ran a race, who would be like, "Oh, mom, you'd have been so proud. I finished one hundred what forty fourth. I in just in the
1: whole world they in the All whole world, world of universities. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's best not bad. Schools in oh, the world. God, we're actually
1: doing this, guys out there. We're actually googling this right yeah, now. We are
0: googling this right As now. We. Harvard's number one.
1: Number two is Cambridge. Number three, Columbia. Number four, Oxford.
0: Number four. It's Yale, five. that's in that's our country.
1: Five.
0: <laughs> oh, now you understand why. And I, now
1: that's why we why are I better I, educated. I
0: over couldn't have gone into any of these schools, to be fair. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All
1: right. So
3: anyway. Wow, this is
0: just embarrassing. You know, we haven't even gotten to the test. Okay. So let's we're, stop let's, at the hold number
1: five. On.
0: But there's more. Yeah, but Stanford, then that was another one. Paris argument. is in that. And also Chicago. Chicago, you're right there at the bottom of the list, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's only I, eight. I can only, count to you, that many. You can count right. to eight.
1: That's as many questions we But I don't we see the University
0: the of Exeter on there. All right.
1: Go on then.
0: Ranked. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I want to check what what is oh the world ranking of UNM?
1: I think it's um
0: something. Oh, no. Well, it's 196, Carrie.
1: Yeah. 196. I beat you. I beat you. But not by a lot,
0: really. It's like, uh, it's not much.
1: Uh, anyways, folks. Mm, Not okay, by much. Okay, folks,
0: I'm sorry. Did you had to listen <laughs> to all of that?
1: That was basically the replay about smack conversation.
0: No, she just abused me for a good, however long that song went on. So anyways, guys, it's time for Carrie to play some... 1895, History Jeopardy. There's no backing out now, Carrie. It's time for the world to see you as you truly are. A history nerd or a history has been. Oh, anyways, are you ready for your test to begin?
1: I am. I've even got my glasses Thank you very much. That's very nice. Okay, anyways.
0: (laughs) So here's how it's going to go, folks. I'm going to read the questions to you. You're going to hear them and then see if Carrie can answer these questions. Again, she is a history major. She went to Exeter, and she should be more than able to answer her country's historical questions. Or can she? We're gonna find out. All right, are you ready to begin, Miss Hammond? I'm ready. Alright, so question number one. By the way, I know I you okay. Full I disclosure have to ask the Eight. Okay, hold on, but for full disclosure, I will not be able to know if you're right or wrong because this stuff is beyond me. Okay. Question number one. OK. Give your estimate of the foreign policy of Henry VIII before 1520. So, 1519, anything in that ear? I don't want to hear about it. 1521? That's okay. I'm all ears. But 15, 15, don't you dare. I I, I
1: have to. I have to go before 15, 20.
0: I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Okay. This is actually a really hard question.
0: If only the Jeopardy music could go for as long as it's going to take.
1: And it could take some time. Wait, can we ask? Okay, we're going to redo this question. Okay,
0: now. One more time. For the audience, Carrie, for the audience, because I know you (laughs) definitely are really mulling this over in your head. Audience, give it a try if you can. Or just wait for Kerry. Again, give your estimate of the foreign policy of Henry VIII before 1520.
1: Okay, so before 1520. This is before the break from Rome. So at that time, Henry is still engaging with European powers. And essentially, religion comes into foreign policy because it's the roots of everything at this time in history. Um, so we know that he was not very happy uh, with uh, with Rome. so I would say estimate of foreign policy is he basically is not very happy with Rome. He doesn't like France because they're Catholic and the same as Spain. He is not a fan of any of them, but they are growing. Catholicism is growing and he is in a position where he doesn't want to keep following through with what they are saying.
0: So your final answer to be checked by a judge somewhere, but definitely not in this room with us. Basically, you're saying Henry VIII's foreign policy was he hated everybody.
1: Basically, because they're Catholic and because they're not allowing him to divorce from Catherine of Aragon, even though that happened quite a bit later on. It's a good 16 years later. But yeah, at the time, he still... He had a wife who was Catholic, but that didn't necessarily mean he agreed. Get her, her out of here. Her get her out of and here. Of those going on in Europe, because they were constraining what he wanted to be
0: doing. Right. Okay. So uh, Henry VIII really wanted a divorce, and this affected his foreign policy. He really just hated everybody that didn't allow him mm-hmm. to get a divorce. And judges somewhere definitely fact check this for us. But so far, this test doesn't seem so hard. Carrie answered number one. Let's go ahead. And move on to number two. So, number two, folks. How did the doings of the reforming party under Edward the Sixth facilitate a return to Catholicism under Queen Mary?
1: Ah, Edward the Sixth. Now he
0: Wait, was Was that a was that a ah or a ah?
1: That's an Ah, okay. now, Edward Because mine Six. was like, a, ah! I know, I could see you freaking out just thinking about that question. Now, Edward it hurt, it VI. It hurt my head. Right. <laughs> do you know who Edward the sixth is?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I know Ed. Do you?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah? We are old chumps.
1: You're old you're chum- Do you know whose son he In was? In a past
0: life. Well, no, because his son was a jerk.
1: No, do you know who he was the son of?
0: Oh, um, not Queen Mary.
1: Not Queen course. Mary, No. There was another woman He was. who was his mom.
0: Well, I, I'd imagine. I don't know, okay? Fine.
1: Henry VIII was his dad.
0: That's not the question, Carrie, and I'm asking the question. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. I just turned that Back on. Back to your the question. There. How did the doings of the Reforming Party under Edward VI facilitate a return to Catholicism under Queen Mary?
1: Now, I'm going to do a bit of guesswork on this one, just full disclosure, but...
0: It's not looking good, folks. Every time I've guessed, it just didn't work out. Go so ahead.
1: Edward VI, he was a boy king, and he was put on the throne straight after Henry VIII died.
0: How old was he? Describe boy.
1: Uh, I think he was about 11, 9 yeah. or 11 okay. when he came on the throne. So he had— So a young, he was a
0: young—he was a boy?
1: He was He was literally a boy. Okay. Really sickly little boy. His mom died in childbirth. Ooh, poor guy. Mm, I know. Um, And the only son of Henry VIII. He was, of course, Protestant. Um. Mm. Or Church of England, as, as much
0: as he could be for being a boy. Exactly.
1: Right? So he was essentially just the puppet for, he, mm. for his his for, advisors, who mm. were the ones that would lead anything that he did or said. Was basically just pop through his advisors.
0: Right. I, I imagine at that time you could even put political parties as different factions of Christianity at that. Oh, time.
1: absolutely. Yeah. So obviously his advisors were staunch protestants Mm -hmm. um and the problem is the stronger you were at that time on one religion Mm -hmm. and the more you tried to bash it out from people that didn't believe in that so catholics at this time so would not be a fan of him
0: if edward the sixth uh his the reforming party under him and and him himself was protestant what did they do what did their doings have uh that facilitated a return to catholicism that was, she's giving me this <laughs> – because you told me for a good couple uh, oh, a couple minutes here that – well, not a couple minutes. I'd say whatever, the better part of a couple minutes, that uh, Edward VI and people that were basically using him on some level mm-hmm. or people that were his, quotes, advisors
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, were Protestant. Yep. Why would they want to facilitate a return to Catholicism? Or what did they do unknowingly? that facilitated this.
1: Um, now, this is where I'm doing a oh, little no, bit. We,
0: we got our first.
1: So I would say it's because they were so um, so keen to push down the Catholic faith and to not allow anyone to practice it that it meant that Catholics themselves were able to rise up because they wanted Queen Mary on the throne. They wanted someone who was strongly Catholic. Later on, you'd have Elizabeth and she would be tolerant of both. So there wasn't so much backlash to anything that she did. Now, when you've got a reforming party who are like, no, you are going to be Protestant, then those who are Catholic can, will can rise the Ameri- up against it.
0: Can the American it. take a stab at this one? Sure. Here's what the American might might think. Just based off of, uh, based off of nothing, mm-hmm. a good, hard okay. knowledge of nothing, okay? I I'm, imagine that Edward... The sixth, given that he was a boy, sounded like his rule might have been fraught with a lot of problems. And at a time where they were really pushing Protestantism or, or being Protestant, maybe this put a sour taste in people's mouth. Maybe they didn't do things well enough. And having a boy king that maybe people didn't really put their faith in, so to speak, meant that somebody from a different faith, from even a different gender, could come in and people were like, you know, the Protestants, uh, they associated the Protestants with a failing uh, monarchy under Edward, so that when a new religion came in, it was almost like a new breath of fresh air. People lost their faith in the Protestants being able to maybe keep things, um, keep things stable. Right. And so, yeah, maybe yeah. the Catholicism was, maybe it was facilitated in that way.
1: Absolutely. Well Let done. us know.
0: We're waiting for our acceptance uh, in 1895, of course. Um, so, anyways, next okay, question. the next one I'm better on. Right. Next two. Don't well, don't <laughs> get. Hold on, okay, folks. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> Number three. Did the execution of Mary, Queen of Scots, increase or diminish the difficulties of Elizabeth's position?
1: Now, Mary Queen of Scots was executed because, now, she was Catholic, right? Came to the throne right after Edward VI. Yeah. And despite the fact that she was Catholic, and lots of people loved her mom. Her mom was Catherine of Aragon, and she'd been a staunch Catholic too. Mm -hmm. Lots of people really liked her. However, by executing her, Elizabeth, this is Elizabeth's sister, Mm -hmm. um, that angered a lot of Catholics. You've got Catholics who are like really angry at that. You've got, bearing in mind, previous to this, Henry VIII has just burned all the churches in the north of England. Catholics up there are absolutely raving mad with anger. And Mm -hmm. now you've got Mary that's just been executed, some say under um, Queen Elizabeth, what would be Queen Elizabeth, her directions. Of course, they weren't exactly. So... In one sense it it did increase the difficulties because Elizabeth now had to fight down a rising tide of Catholics that really wanted her off the throne. They didn't want her there and they would do anything possible to try and kick her off. They also called very strongly for her to marry Philip of Spain because they felt that if there was a, um, a marriage between Protestant England and Catholic Spain that there'd be a way for us to become a Catholic nation. Um... So this is how it was increasing the difficulty of her position in her, the early part of her reign.
0: So basically it was the, the the straw that broke the camel's back Yes, in the way of people, a group of people that called England home but weren't necessarily associated with uh, Elizabeth's religion, more so uh, Mary Queen of the Scots. And when these places had been burned down by a former, mon- former monarchy, Uh, And then Mary, Queen of Scots, who was very Mm well-loved in in the Catholic circle, was put to death. People just lost it.
1: Right. Right. There was a lot of unrest. Maybe
0: too much uh, for Elizabeth at first to handle being someone of a Protestant faith. Right. Right. So, all right, judges. That's okay, how judges, it increased, wait, not diminish.
1: Judges, okay. Right, so that's arguing one side of it. On the other side to be argued it is how did it diminish the difficulties? And in some respects it did because suddenly she didn't have any other threat to, to her Protestant power or her route to the throne.
0: Okay, so uh, if I was a professor looking mm-hmm. at this paper, I would have said, um, Carrie, all right, first of all, I don't think you understood the question well enough here because I'm saying Mary, Queen of Scots, Increase or diminish the difficulties of Elizabeth's position. You got to choose a side here, okay? No, you
1: have. Right, okay, so in history papers.
0: So which side would you choose, Carrie? You
1: have to set out the argument Answer the to both, question, and Carrie. then you go for one.
0: Answer the question, Carrie. Increase I know or diminish, Carrie? Will increase you or let diminish. me, Carrie?
1: finish.
0: Pick <sighs> a side. So. Because, oh, this is why
1: I started with increase, because I feel that... that I didn't
0: ask, what you started... Oh,
1: you! Stop! Oh, my God, it's very hard to answer these exam questions when you have someone who is pushing your buttons.
0: Well, now you know how it was in 1895.
1: I really don't think it was. I, I think they had silence in the exam. Anyway, so, in other words, I am going to argue more strongly for the diminishing side because she didn't have anyone else to... Um, that she had to battle for power it also meant that her small circle of, of, of advisors were actually well positioned to advise her on how to best go about calming the catholics in the country and she did a good job of it because she allowed catholics to practice what they wanted in their own homes even though it was a protestant nation she never did marry philip either by the way
0: Oh, thank you for throwing that in there. That was uh, extra credit. Uh, But anyways. (laughs) No, I do appreciate that you give both sides of the coin because obviously this question was meant to throw people off. Um, It would increase her problems because she's basically enraged a good portion of the population in which she feared maybe she might be overthrown. But at the same time, there wasn't a bunch of other people competing for that throne anymore because she might have had them eliminated or they were eliminated by someone else. Either way, they just weren't there, right? So. Now to go on to question number four. So, folks, again, we're not supposed to attempt more than eight, um, so we won't.
1: We won't. We'll do we a well, um, four. Can
0: I give the test?
1: Oh, sorry. Thank
0: you. All right, so we won't give more than eight here. I might mix them up a bit because I've just done one through four so far, but we might do uh, like a six or a seven or an eight. I don't know.
1: Okay, I want number Things four. Things might
0: get Give me crazy. number four. Number five.
1: No, I went number four.
0: <laughs> number five. How did the acceptance... No. Give me do you you don't. You know how tests work. You're not four. supposed to.
1: Yes, I get to choose. I got to don't choose you in the test. Don't you
0: know? Folks, I don't think she's ever taken a test in her life. In
1: a test, you choose. You don't have someone read it to you. Can
0: I give this test?
1: No, I went number four because it's the only one I actually number know. Four. Yes. Number
0: four. Number four. <laughs> How did the policy of James the I change for the worse after the death of Robert Cecil? Cecil. That's what I said.
1: That's exactly what you said. Right, okay. Robert Cecil was basically a bum chum of James I, if I could put it in basic terms.
0: Yeah, I didn't understand any of those terms, so maybe you could put it... <laughs> it's <laughs> a bum chum? He was... A bum chum. He that was- sounds like something <laughs> I'd hear in San Francisco. <clears throat> A bum chum.
1: Yeah, well, literally, We're you know, chums. they actually transported James First and Robert Sissel to San Listen- Fran. <laughs>
0: In That's, you, okay. okay, first of all, no, because, the, no, okay, answer the question. Robert Sissel, bum chums with I don't know who. James explain Explain all of this.
1: Okay, Robert Sissel was uh, the, the senior advisor to James mm. the First, and he was the James the First of England and the Six of Scotland, right? So English people didn't particularly like him very much.
0: They weren't bum chums.
1: Mm. Mm. He wasn't bum chums with the rest of England. They really didn't like him. Um he was basically a foreigner. He was Protestant in name only. He led a very flamboyant court, um, the chums. likes of which led to bum chums. Basically, he had a lot of bum chums. Is this that.
0: what bum chums means, actually? No. Okay. Anyways, no, really good friends. Sorry. So but
1: yeah, James the first had a lot of gay tendencies, and he liked little boys. Basically, um, fun facts for you here on him. Um, he.
0: That's not part of the questions on the test, but go ahead.
1: I know. I'd like to just share what I do know, though, as well. Um, And he had really stern policies of eradicating um, heretics, witchcraft, and he was the king that nearly got blown up by um, the gunpowder plot conspirators in 1605, which is why tomorrow we have Bonfire Night, or the 5th of November, should I say. Um, And we do this to celebrate how... Could you
0: answer the question?
1: He was not blown up. At some point... (laughs) Sorry, I'm gonna to to repeat, repeat the background. question. I want to repeat background.
0: the question one more okay. time because <laughs> we definitely went on a tangent here. Number four is again, how did the policy of James the First change for the worse after the death of Robert Sissel?
1: So after that his policies became worse because he had no one to enforce them. Robert Sissel was the one that led for the policies James I had. Robert Sissel led people into them. For instance, um, James I had a policy on like eradicating all forms of witchcraft, all forms of enchantments, and Robert Sissel would find people that he believed were witches, especially in the court, and he would make them to be those that had that fell into that category. So after so, so he so James went,
0: <laughs> built the fire and Robert led them lit it, it.
1: exactly. Exactly. So after he died, James I didn't have anyone to enforce any of the policies he was doing. He couldn't
0: light his fires anymore.
1: No, exactly. He got cold. He got cold. Mm. He got really cold.
0: All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and play our next song.
2: To be honest, my number is a little too high. If you know what I mean, if you know what I mean. To be honest, since I met you, I'm no longer that guy No, I'm not 18, if you know what I mean I don't need to get you naked just to call you back I don't need you in your makeup to make me go down Cause I want the real thing, not just the feeling, Fish in the sea
0: That was Kyle Reynolds, the real thing. Now let's continue this 1895 history exam to see if Carrie can get into history, a uh, history degree in 1895. So we've already done four. The test advises us not to do any more than eight, so we will do another four more. Of course, I get to choose, or that's what I thought. I get to choose the questions. But when I tried to choose one of the questions before this break, I was told that I didn't have the right to choose, that we had to go to question four. So, you know, I'm just even wondering why I'm here. But I'll go ahead and just It's okay.
1: From here onwards, you can choose.
0: Number six. Okay. Number six. Discuss the good and the bad features of the government of England under the Lord Protector, Oliver Cromwell.
1: Oh, that's a question, isn't it? Okay. I mean, it is a question. Yeah, it's a good question with some bad elements to it too. Get it? Boom, boom,
0: I think I hear crickets. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So, the good things of the government of England under Oliver Cromwell. So, <clears throat> this was a government yeah. without a monarchy. What? The one of the only times... In English history, where we didn't have a... Where woman.
0: did the k- did the king go on vacation? What happened?
1: No, we chopped his head off.
0: Ooh, yeah. that's very different from <laughs> yeah. vacation.
1: Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, okay. Charles II chopped his head off.
0: All right, so, <laughs> <it> Charles <laughs> so what are the good and bad features of this kind of government?
1: Okay, so the good thing is the people, presumably, have more say. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you I know a huge amount about the... Um,
0: so would you say that for this question, you'd probably get it wrong? No. All right, go ahead. I'm give it, still going to cho- okay.
1: give it a stop. Fine. Still. Okay, so, yeah, good things, people get the say, and that's true. That did happen. Um, and the government was...
0: <clears throat> yeah, what was the government?
1: It was harsh. It was a harsh government. But people correctly. got to have the say. They did get to have their say. And
0: they That's were the happy about that.
1: Yeah, but they but realized... it was harsh.
0: Did people have... Did they want a harsh government?
1: Well, they realized, I think, that the government can get very corrupt very quickly because...
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at...
0: Uh, yeah, look at the... <laughs> look at all the great examples we have today.
1: I mean, I know, right? Anyways. Um. Anyway, so... um, So, yeah, Oliver Cromwell. But essentially, I mean, he led the government. He... Still, in some respects, in some shape and form, is still the same as a king in many ways because it's not exactly a democracy government that we would. Would you
0: accurately call him like a president or a prime minister? No. Okay, so but he wasn't a king. He wasn't a president or a prime minister. Uh, He was something else.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be protector of the people, hence the name. But.
0: But he was also a leader.
1: He was also a leader, yes.
0: So did he put forth a lot of changes where people got to decide whether those were good or bad things, or did the people put forward those changes? How did that work?
1: I believe it was him that put them forward. There's not a lot that I haven't done a lot of history on this at all.
0: We're going to go ahead and say Carrie missed her first question, I'm going to say no to that one. Ryan picked the right one. Oh, God. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to number... Eight. Ooh. On what matters of practical policy did the Whigs and the Tories differ most markedly in the later years of William the Third?
1: So.
0: <clears throat> so what? <laughs> 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 oh, 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 folks. Oh, we might have a knockout here, folks. It's uh, <laughs> Carrie was whipping the test in the first four rounds, but now it looks like the I test know. I told might you have you her mind. KO'd. the
1: seventeen hundreds is not as good. There,
0: she's on the ropes. Are you going to give it a go, Carrie?
1: I'm still going to give it a go, of course. Um, so practically, the Tories were into building more businesses rather than um allowing for. Um, small time businesses to flourish Wait, what? Yeah,
0: they were into building businesses, but they didn't want small businesses to flourish.
1: Right, there weren't very many small businesses around at the time anyway.
0: okay, I believe yeah. you. I, I mean, I don't know, but I you seem convincing.
1: I'm going to convince you on this one. okay
0: um, Tories, entrepreneurs Tories, uh, but entrepreneurs. they hated small entrepreneurs they They liked the established ones already.:
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Cool. Yeah, and Um, so what about the wigs?
1: The wigs, well, they invented a policy, right? Yeah. Of stringing together separate strands of hair.
0: We're gonna go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) We're gonna go ahead and move on,
3: and not waste anyone's
0: time. Let's go ahead and go to question nine. Was there any utility in England in Walpole's jealousy of rivals? So, folks, let me just uh, let me just uh, tell you here that Carrie is now at an eighty. I think an eighty percent. I don't know. Uh, You're not.
1: I need to answer eight.
0: Okay, go ahead and try to get this one then.
1: Okay, so this one. Was there
0: any utility in England? Or was there any utility to England in Walpole's jealousy of rivals? No. Well, okay, fine. Maybe you're right. I don't know. (laughs) That was quite an answer. Oh, you know what?
1: Strong one. That was strong. Really,
0: Americans should not be given this test. (laughs) Uh, Moving on.
1: Wait, wait. That was Robert Walpole, wasn't it, as well? um,
0: Robert? Wait, could you say his name and what do do you know about him? Go ahead. Convince me that no was the right answer. Tell me about this question. Um, so. Yes. They so what?
1: In the jealousy of the rivals, there was no utility to England. Who
0: were the rivals? I don't know. We're going to move on. <laughs> 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 All right, number 10. Okay. Number 10. Uh, how many are we at now?
1: I've answered five. So
0: you, wait, but you, and you've got, what? Yeah. You have Okay, you got five right? Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, I've answered so five. So how without... many have you missed so far? Three?
1: Yeah. Think so, so,
0: you're not doing too hot.
1: Well, so we've still got loads to go. I only have to answer eight.
0: We were supposed to just go to okay.
1: Yeah, things mm. as like as uh, can answer eight.
0: All right. So number ten, how did the elder Pitt differ in political opinions from Newcastle or Rockingham and their followers?
1: Um, Pitt wanted. Um, what What's his name? Robert
0: Pitt I think. Robert Pitt.
1: I think. Wanted what did what did
0: Robert Pitt want? He wanted. Different. Uh, yeah. Cuz armpit, you know. Robert oh. Pitt. oh. Okay.
1: oh yeah, okay. I see. I see. Yes. Yeah, Robert Pitt
0: wanted what? What did Robert Pitt want?
1: <clears throat> so his his political opinions mm-hmm. um, were for a strong government, he was a conservative, mm-hmm. Um, a Tory, mm-hmm. probably, and he wanted there to be greater...
3: Mm.
0: ...businesses, established businesses. Because as, for, well, when you said in the question yeah, you yeah, got yeah. wrong... The Tories didn't like small businesses. They liked already established businesses while their counterparts, the Whigs, were busy making Whigs.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um,
0: I like English history. (laughs) It's good,
1: isn't it? Um, Yeah, so his political beliefs were more um, for people that were already rich.
0: So he he was about keeping the rich, rich rich.
1: Rather than helping, helping
0: the poor, oh, I don't like this guy so much. Okay, you know what, Mr. Pitt. <clears throat>
1: okay,
0: we're gonna move on from Mr. Pitt because you know what, okay, it's yeah. just That's probably a good idea. Yeah, Next, let's number do number one. eleven. How did the general election of seventeen eighty four mark the House of Commons a less unpopular institution than it had been?
1: Because.
0: And I that's her election. answer. For-
1: <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I think people in 1895 might have had a little bit longer to answer than than we have done on some of these. Um, and they also studied. I'm just going to pull
0: out there. All right. Okay. You have a degree. These were kids going into the degree.
1: Right. And I didn't I haven't looked at any of this in any
0: of my So history, you're going to answer uh, the question. Some of these, some Dolly part, come on.
1: Okay, so You're going to
0: sing me a song?
1: I'll sing you a song about the general election 1784 which made the house of Commons less unpopular because they vote of, of the party they voted in
0: which was let's go to another one, one. no yeah. you failed the test no
1: we haven't yeah. finished
0: no you failed
1: no I get to I'm, answer eight
0: you don't get no yes
1: I have to try to answer eight I don't
0: okay fine last one all right, okay. this one's for the brisket. You don't get in if you don't answer this one. Okay. I think she thinks I'm gonna choose 12. I'm not gonna choose 12. I could choose, uh, I could choose number seven. Illustrate the political importance of the Protestant dissenters in the reigns of Charles II and James
1: II. Okay. Protestant dissenters. So these are those which have dissented, of course, um, from Our mainstream <laughs> Protestant faith. No, hear me out. Hear me
0: out. You just uh, said we they, we know they're dissenters. That you're saying the dissenters that dissented.
1: Okay, so yes, and
0: while dissenting, they <laughs> often
1: while dissenting. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so they were important
0: because they dissented.
1: Because, no, because Protestantism was already an established religion at this time, but it's still being corrupted in certain ways by... And Charles II James II were both those that corrupted what religion was um, in their roles in power. So therefore, the Protestant dissenters were able to garner more support against them and to cause um, a public um, revolt.
0: Well, there you go, folks. Um, I would say that carries. Carrie might not have gotten into. Hey! Sorry, Carrie, you might not have gotten into school in 1895 for a history major, but you did probably much better than most people would do on a test like this. Let's uh, just try
1: and answer no, you did, all those No, You did really good. Anyways. I think I did too, not too bad. I'm sorry, people, I'm not entirely sure on all the facts on all of those questions. The first four I'm strongest on, um, but. After that.
0: Listen, all right, bit we difficult. don't need your sad story here, lady. You didn't oh, get okay. in. Move. Hey,
1: up. you don't know that I wouldn't get in. <laughs>
0: no, I'm the admissions I'm guy. I'm going
1: to pop this to the audience to tell us.
0: God, they just you know, they audience get so more, bent out of decision. shape when they don't get in in eighteen ninety five, they're like
1: eh, eh. I don't so, even, I don't even think we were allowed to apply for college at that
0: point. Folks, we're gonna go to our last song. Okay.
3: The best for me, my old two, but sometimes she's gravity pulling on my pair of shoes, but she's a cool wind in my pair of shoes. Hard times we feel like enemies, but in life you fight me crazy like i'm your mercedes but i'll still be loving you until forever runs out of reasons for maybe even when we're 80 i'll be loving you until forever runs out to forever runs out you yeah, i'll be loving you she's the best for me we push-pull just like a sewing machine you're the thread in me I'm the thread in you like a needle that pulls us in and pushes us through hard times It teaches us to love through rips and tears and burns and every kind
0: That was Austin Cain, Till Forever Runs Out. So, Carrie, before we close this show, you know, the reason why we're talking about this is, of, of course, it's a part of England's history. And it's really cool that we did get to talk about it on this show. But also the fact of why we did it is because a lot of people are talking about it. And the issue around this uh, viralness of this test is basically people are saying that education in this country isn't as good as it used to be. If people are able to answer such hard questions does this mean that education back then was much better?
1: I'm not sure if better would be the best description but I definitely think it was a lot more Difficult than it what than it is today in in the sense of like the knowledge that you needed to have at that point of time in your education, um, and I think today what we do is we tend to just make things a bit generaler. Um, mm. So when we study history, we're still looking at really big periods. And for like for me at my GCSEs, I did U.S. history, um, the Wild Wild West, mm-hmm. and Crime and Punishment through. Uh, sort of Victorian England time and then at A-levels you go into um, I know I did like the First World War but we didn't look at specific points of political history covering such a wide um, time period hmm. and that's a big difference to, from then to today
0: This is what <clears throat> I think in my two cents on this is people need to remember that back then just being able to read and write was like going to college now, right? So these people just getting this far were, this is like the equivalent of a master's degree back then. There wasn't really people getting PhDs, I imagine, in this time because there probably wasn't a, a level of education that high, right? Just to be able to read, just to be able to get into a basic college history program, that might be the equivalent today of a PhD. Right. Because back then, history was very elitist. Not history, education Yes, was very elitist. Yeah. Most people didn't go to school. Most people just worked to support their families. But now, thank goodness, more people are going to school. But keep in mind that now we also have quite a bit further to carry that torch, more things that we've discovered and need to learn in school. So school takes a little bit longer. And then as we decide what we want to continue to further our education in, that's when we really start to get into the nitty-gritty of these kind of maybe exams and are able to answer them. So
1: Right. Oh, actually, can I just say on this point as well that the questions themselves and the like area the Themes of history that they tackled were also very different to the themes that we cover today. So today in um, university, for instance, you can cover social history, cultural history. And you look at like the view from, you know, Joe Bloggs on the street. Whereas these questions were asking you about politics, about monarchies, about high Um, political movers and powers, and that's something that is incredibly different to what you would actually be seeing in school today.
0: Maybe, but at the same time, for that period of time, uh, maybe that's what they framed history as, that maybe that's what is important. And as a good historian today, it's important that we realize that at that time it was less about the social well-being, more about... The policy. The individual back then didn't have a story to tell. They couldn't even write it. So we only know basically what monarchs and what policies and what these famous people in these historical dialogues have to tell us. So on that note, folks, we're going to close out.
1: <laughs> He's laughing because there's still more I Go want
0: to Go ahead. Say. <laughs> Shower us with knowledge
1: yeah well people actually did have those types of history it's just that they weren't considered important and that's something that's really interesting to see from a historian's point of view on this exam is that the types of questions they're asking gives you a snapshot of that particular time in history and what was considered important to get into university the knowledge you needed then and i think that in itself makes it a really interesting historical document
0: are we done yes On that note, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.